Thanks for popping on your headphones and joining us for an episode of Ballsy History, a podcast about big personalities and little-known stories. Settle in for a tour of the outrageous acts, incredible stories, and outsized characters that shape history. We're your hosts, Elizabeth, Elise, Elliot, and Maureen. We're glad you're tuning in. Today on our show, we'll learn about why those fearsome marauders, the Vikings, were actually some of the cleanest raiding seafarers around. Excavations of the Viking sites have turned up razors, tweezers, combs, and even ear cleaners, made from animal bones and antlers. In fact, if a man purposefully dirtied another, he could be found an outlaw and receive a lifetime sentence. If you think that a group of warriors living in the late 8th to the late 11th centuries would stink to high heaven because of all the rowing and decapitating, you'd be wrong. Vikings were actually very hygienic, bathing weekly and changing their clothes frequently. Culturally, they faced pressure to look put together that manifested through frequent wardrobe changes. Still, one of their habits might just make your teeth hurt. The Vikings, whose name is derived from the Old Norse for pirate or sea rover, traveled the world, disrupting the lives of those they encountered. As warriors, traders, and eventual settlers, Vikings did facilitate cultural exchanges, but their ways were violent, resulting in their contemporaries' descriptions of them as fierce and filthy. Actually, their hygiene reveals concern for cleanliness, grooming, with much attention paid to personal appearance, especially their hair. Imagine, along with us, the ever-popular reverse mullet, long on top with short shaved locks in the back. Not quite the emo look of today, they may have pulled the long strands back. At the time when the Vikings were active, Scandinavians embraced personal hygiene habits, such as combing their hair every day, bathing weekly, and wearing jewelry. Men and women wore rings, brooches, bracelets, and necklaces. What it was made of helped show their status, as poor people made their jewelry from bronze, pewter, or the bones of animals they ate for dinner, whereas the rich utilized precious silver and gold. Grooming tools, likewise, were ornately decorated and, as evidenced by holes drilled in them, were probably worn on chains, attached to belts, hung around the neck, or worn as brooches. Sometimes, Vikings also carried combs with them in small boxes they could attach to a belt, attesting to the tool's importance. Viking men usually had trimmed and tidy facial hair, kept that way through grooming tools like razors, combs, and tweezers, which were as likely to be used on beards and mustaches as they were on the hair atop their heads. Additionally, the men often bleached their beards to a pale blonde, a shade that was highly valued in Viking society. The length of one's beard, by the way, was considered an indicator of maturity and masculinity, while a lack of facial hair might be mocked. In Njal's saga, the story of a 50-year-old blood feud, Njal is described as wealthy in goods and handsome of face, even though no beard grew on his chin. His lack of facial hair is mentioned often, 
earning him the nickname Beardless Carl, while his sons are called Dung Beardlings. Meow's competence and manliness are called into question due to his lack of facial hair. The landscape occupied by Vikings, notably Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Iceland, and Greenland, experiences a lot of tectonic activity even today. Because of this, hot springs are common throughout the region. Vikings visited baths and saunas for both cleanliness and enjoyment. Some Vikings even piped hot spring water into their homestead. Washing in a local stream or waterfall during the summer months provided relief from the heat. Well, bathhouses and saunas offered warmth and a chance to sweat during the winter. Both served as meeting places as well as providing medicinal value. Cold baths might be able to ease aches and pains, while steam was stopped to revitalize the spirit. Hot springs were most easily accessible in Iceland, meaning baths could have been supplied by redirecting water from these sources. On mainland Scandinavia, Water for bathing was heated using kettles before being poured into the bathing tub. By sitting in steam for enough time, those using the steam bath would begin to sweat off dirt and grime, viewed as its own form of cleaning. Sweat baths or steam baths were the Norse version of saunas. Vikings used heated stones and hot spring water to create steam inside their bathhouses. Writings from the Viking Age indicate men cleaned themselves to some extent each morning and bathed weekly, usually after the evening meal. The daily washing most likely included one's face and hands. Families would often bathe together to save resources and conserve heated water. According to one poem, men were advised to comb and wash each morning, for unknown it is where that eve he may be. Similarly, the words of Odin the High One, states that men should be fed and washed when venturing out for the day. However, once cleaned up for the day, there was little attention paid to further cleaning after using the bathroom or engaging in sex. When a 10th century Arab Muslim diplomat observed Vikings known as the Rus in the 10th century, he noted the following. Every day without fail, they wash their hands and their heads with the dirtiest and filthiest water there could be. A young serving girl comes every morning with breakfast, and with it a great basin of water. She offers it to her master, who washes his hands and face in it, as well as his hair. He washes and disentangles his hair using a comb there in the basin. Then he blows his nose and spits and does every filthy thing imaginable in the water. When he is finished, the servant carries the bowl to the man next to him to use. During cold months, people and animals alike came inside longhouses, leading to quite an indoor crowd. Archaeologists discovered a 1,000-year-old Viking latrine containing parasites carried by both humans and animals, including roundworm, human whipworm, and liver fluke, most likely the result of animals and humans living side by side. There is evidence worm infestations during the Viking Age contributed 
to a genetic anomaly that may now lead to lung cancer in their current day descendants. One researcher stated, By examining their DNA, we are able to confirm what we until now have only believed to be the case, that a thousand years ago, humans carried these parasites around. In the 1980s, archaeologists started noticing something when they uncovered buried remains of men from the Viking Age. Two of the front teeth had been filed horizontally. Since then, over 130 Norse examples have been found of these types of filed teeth. These grooves could be thin or deep and are mostly horizontal, though a few are vertical. Many were straight lines, but a few were crescent-shaped. And to show them off, the Viking male would have had to smile quite broadly. Caroline Arsini studied them and wrote, The marks are skillfully made, and it is most likely that the individuals did not make the marks themselves. She speculates that they may have colored their teeth too, mixing color with fat or wax before putting it on the teeth. These colors would have disappeared over time and needed to be reapplied, and nothing else like this appears in medieval Europe. Which raises the question, were these men warriors, elites, or slaves? Or does it mark the rite of initiation among the Vikings? Her studies found that men were mostly not buried with weapons like rulers or showed battle-related injuries like soldiers might. Filed teeth were found in adults of all age groups and proportionately in relation to the age distribution of the group as a whole. Nothing indicated that it was a rite of passage. So what was the reason for undergoing painful teeth filing? About 80% of the cases found so far come from Gotland, a Swedish island, and there are three leading ideas about why. One is that the custom originated on the island, and men with filed teeth were Gotlanders who had moved away. Another hypothesis is that people traveled to get their teeth filed, and then spread out so they were not buried on Gotland. A third idea is modification of teeth was performed in other places, and Gotland was a gathering point for something the filed marks represent that has been lost to time. Other researchers theorize the grooves may have indicated victories against opponents, or that Vikings filed their teeth to intimidate enemies, to impress comrades, or to show rank. A Swedish anthropologist has been working with skeletons with the grooves in their teeth and began looking for similar practices in other parts of the world, since it does not appear to have been going on in Europe. There were American tribes that conducted trading with the Vikings that have similar grooves. Before battle, they would fill the grooves with red pigment. Perhaps the practice came from the Americas. As you are probably gathering, nobody knows definitively. In 2009, a road crew uncovered a burial pit on the southern coast of England, filled with the bodies of 54 headless skeletons and 51 skulls, who are believed to be the remains of Vikings from Northern Europe during the time period 970 to 1025. The bodies show signs of a mass execution, and the men must have been stripped naked because there are no remains of buttons or clothing. 
Radiocarbon dating was used to determine how long the bodies have been there. An isotrope analysis of teeth revealed the men were from the north of Europe. They also had the filed teeth, although if they were intended to scare off opponents, it didn't help in this case, as the men were beheaded and wound up in a pit. Vikings are well known for their acquisitive habits, but until now, we've thought of this in terms of gold, silver, and booty, not facial decoration, said William Fitzhugh, a Viking expert at the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History in Washington, D.C. The only place I know of where people have similar horizontal filing marks on their teeth is the area of the Great Lakes in America and the present states of Illinois, Arizona, and Georgia. In any case, Viking warriors were cleaner than many of their European counterparts, and likely much more frightening, too, with colored teeth showing when they smiled widely during battle. Kind of makes today's braces and fillings seem mild by comparison. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Ballsy History. Tune in next week to hear a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review.